Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! They didn't even punt. Unbelievable. Welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuanas, coming to you to kick off this Thanksgiving weekend from the ESPN MT studio. Happy to be with you. ESPN MT here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting has been locally owned and operated for more than 15 years and happy to say so. State Championship Saturday and State Championship Weekend across the landscape of football here in the Treasure State. So we'll go through all of the recently anointed state champions. We're also going to be joined in about 10 minutes by Riley Corcoran. Excuse me, by Ryan Tutel instead of Riley Corcoran. The voice of the Grizz uh, is not with us today. He'll join us later on this week. Ryan Tutel will join us here uh in just a little while, the former co-host of this show and a guy that was riding shotgun with us uh, and our crew there in Bozeman over the weekend. So we will have the Montana Football Hour breaking down the rivalry game. If you haven't heard, Montana State runs roughshod over Montana, 55-21. Bobcats didn't punt. They rushed for 439 yards. They scored at will. They did whatever they wanted. The main matchup of the game, the Bobcats run game versus the Grizz run defense. Supposed to be strength versus strength. Looked like strength against nothing when it came to the University of Montana. And all of a sudden, the Grizz all the way out of sorts. Yet, they have an opportunity to right uh, what has been a very disappointing second half of the season. They're into the playoffs despite that loss. And despite going 2-4 and four down the stretch, the Grizzlies will host a playoff game in Missoula on Saturday against Southeast Missouri. So we'll get you all set up for what's coming up. The weekend that was, the weekend that will be, the playoff bracket. That's all during the Montana Football Hour. Hour number two, the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Mornaweg will join us in studio to talk uh, Cackers football as well as uh, the NFL and uh, whatever else we might get to. Always love having Coach Marty riding shotgun with us, so uh, he will join us here in just a little while. Short week this week. We won't have a show Thursday or Friday, so we'll have plenty of high school coverage for you. Probably round up as many of the state championship coaches and players that we can for tomorrow. Wednesday, uh, we'll have a, a, several of the most familiar figures, uh, like Carolyn, the chick who does no sports. I know I heard from several of you that uh, last week she had a little bye week because we were so jammed up with state championship lead-ups and Cat Grizz stuff. And uh, so she'll be back in full force, but uh, we'll give you the full slate, the full schedule. Um, 
later on in this show. Uh, so stay tuned for that. That's your show, Outlook, presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. The Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have in Western Montana, give Brent and his team a call today. I'm uh, going to try to keep this as streamlined and also as unique and original as possible. We, uh, First of all, I have to say thank you to all of the people that are associated with us, whether it's our uh, our great collaboration and partnership with ESPN uh, Radio here, SWX Montana Television, and uh, Skyline Sports. It's great to have everybody involved. I was so proud of our team and uh, the work we've done all season, and uh, it was very gratifying to be in Bozeman on Saturday and, and just see the, the operation and the enterprise come to its fruition and, and really be what I always wanted and dreamed it to be. So I, I got to say thank you to Andrew Houghton, our guy who's our producer on the other side of the glass, but also contributing writer and podcaster at Skyline Sports. Brooks Nuwana is my business partner, my brother, the guy who helped me uh, co-found Skyline Sports, which has then led to this opportunity to have this radio and TV show every day. Blake Hempstead, Jason Bocci, two guys that have been integral in helping us build uh, up the entire uh, archive of photos. They've done such a great job in that element. They both know sports so well, so our, our photography team, second to none anywhere in all of college football. I truly believe that because it's not just the great shots they get. It's the great shots of the great moments they get as well. It's also been so great having Tom Stuber on board as well to help uh, as a contributing writer there at Skyline. And and then, of course, the guy who will join us here in about five minutes, Ryan Tutel. Uh, he's been back in the saddle contributing some podcast stuff and uh, joining us here on ESPN Radio as well. So uh, thanks to all those guys. This was definitely one of the most gratifying and rewarding and fun weekends for me and for us just to see the way that we've grown and uh, the the content and everything that we were able to, to produce. And thanks to all of you for always tuning in and, and riding along. And we do it not only for the entertainment value and the fun of it, but also because the archiving of history and the the remembrance of these stories, it, it's a it's a huge thing within our, our communities and within this state. And, it, it, you know, it's at least my hope that it's something that can bring us together. And we couldn't do any of the stuff that we do without you. We do it for you, and uh, we appreciate you uh, for being here and, and tuning in with us. Let's dive into the Montana Football Hour it's presented by the Advocates, Stockman Bank, and Blackfoot Communications. First and foremost, let's talk about the high school football uh, state championships from uh, across the uh, state of Montana from over the weekend. At the AA level, Friday night, the first state champion was crowned, Helena Capital. They defeat Bozeman High School. It was a brutally cold game, single-digit temperatures. I think the high at kickoff was 3 degrees but Capital was able to finish the deal. They go undefeated. Uh, it was a, a team that they had been loading up for for quite some time, a group of kids that was great all the way from their middle school days on. 30-plus seniors there for the Bruins, uh, a, a handful of them all Division One bound, but they will be able to share that moment forever, and uh, Capital adds to its already tremendous football uh, legacy and football tradition. 35-14 over Bozeman High. Great run by Levi Weshi's crew. Uh, the Hawks were one of the, the best and uh, certainly hottest teams in the state down the stretch. But uh, in the end, Capital gets it done 35-14. At the Class A level, for the first time in 21 years, the Fergus County Golden Eagles, Lewistown, are the state champions of Class A. 
the uh, Golden Eagles, they defeated Billings Central 34-14. So um, Derek Lear, former Montana State Northern quarterback, who was a great player up there in Haver, he's done a great job there at Lewistown. Final four in week one or in year one, excuse me, and uh, state championship in year two. So great job by Lewistown for finishing the deal. At the Class B level, the only repeat champion this year, the Florence Falcons. And they had some speed bumps in the middle of the year, but they got the ship righted, and they rolled in the state championship game. They defeat Missoula Loyola, who was on a Cinderella run, to be sure. 48-7, to the Falcons beat their rivals. Loyola to even be there, what a great story it was. They were under 500 in the regular season. They backdoored their way into the playoffs, but then something clicked. They got red hot. They went on the road and they beat Townsend. They went on the road and they beat Shepard. They went on the road and they beat number one seeded Big Fork. And they get all the way to the state championship game. But in the end, Pat Duchesne, uh, senior and Pat Duchesne Jr., the, uh, the champions of Class B. Known as now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app, the eight-man champions, Belt. The Huskies complete the deal. They had a great run through the playoffs. They were utterly dominant, scored a whole bunch of points, played great defense, and in the championship, they went on the road to play at Mission. That's in St. Ignatius, and they win 52-24. to So congratulations to the Huskies. And then in the six-man level, Big Sandy just rolled it up, 67-27 over Broadview Levina. So Big Sandy, the champions uh, at the six-man level. The Montana Football Hour, presented in part by the Advocates, uh, when you've been in an accident, you feel like you've lost control. With no upfront costs to talk to an advocate, there's no risk in making the first step of taking control of your life. Again, the advocates help people who've been injured by another person's negligence every single day. Personal injury is all they do. The advocates have helped others win, and they will help you win, too. Visit them online at montanaadvocates.com. The playoff bracket is out. Five from the Big Sky Conference are in. Sacramento State, the Co-Big Sky Conference champions after going 8-0 in league play and 11-0 overall. They're the two-seed. The Montana State Bobcats, 8-0 in Big Sky play, 10-1 overall. They are the four-seed in the uh, FCS playoffs. And then Idaho, Montana, uh, each get in as well as does Weber State. So the Grizz will play a first-round game here in Missoula, Saturday night, Southeast Missouri coming to town to take on the Grizzlies. The Vandals and Weber State will each play in the first round as well. Uh, Weber hosts North Dakota. The winner of that game goes to Bozeman to take on Montana State. So uh, an interesting and some would say really tough draw for uh, Montana State. But nonetheless, we'll have a big sky second round game likely if Weber State can get past that or maybe a... uh, North Dakota coming to to Bozeman. We'll see. Uh, Idaho also in, and they will play at Southeastern Louisiana with the winner going to number six, Sanford. So five teams total uh, out of the uh, Big Sky Conference into the 24-team field uh, at the SCS level. The Montana Football Hour is presented in part by Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank invites you to experience the Stockman difference as a family-owned community bank with locations throughout Montana Stockman Bank is committed to enriching the lives of Montanans and helping communities succeed. What that means to you is your money stays in the local economy, supporting your friends and your neighbors. We go now to the Rankish Brothers RV phone line. 
Welcome in. Great friend of mine, great friend of this show, former co-host of this show, and a guy who was riding along with us all weekend long over there in Bozeman. It's Ryan Tutel uh, here on Nuanas Now. Gus, what's going on, man? How you doing? Doing great. Good to be with you on uh, the Monta- on the Monday after, man. This is what it's all about. Let's go. Well, you and I have talked about this uh, extensively already. Uh, we had a nice conversation until about 2 o'clock in the morning on Saturday night, breaking the whole thing down. We had another nice conversation in the car uh, that we put up on the podcast network. But here we are now on your Monday, and you've had a little chance to think about it. You've had a chance to rewatch the game on the television broadcast so we'll just start there. Just general impressions of Montana State's 55-21 win over Montana on Saturday in Bozeman. Well, I, I think there's largely two ways to go about this. One is through the lens of the Bobcats, and one is through the lens of the Grizzlies. On the upside, on the positive, uh, Montana State executed a game plan to absolute perfection. And uh, they deserve all the credit in the world. And they did everything they wanted to do, especially offensively. I mean, no punks, man. Uh, you can't do better than that. Like, that, that is uh, unbelievable. And, I mean, all the stats, and there's tons of them. I mean, two-to-one time of possession, 40 minutes time of possession, running for 460 yards, 436 yards, whatever it was. All of that stuff. But it, it really what it is is to look at what, Brent Vegan has now done and what I consider to be the full takeover of that football team within him, his entity as the head coach. Anytime there's a coaching change, there's always this sort of pale residual thing of, you know, guys that were brought in by the previous coach shift in style, but you can't shift it all the way to the way you want it. Cause you still got, you know, the, the history and, and everything like that. And that's not, a bad thing or a good thing. I just think that's the reality of what it is. You know, when, when you have a change at the college level, it takes some time before fans, I think especially are really ready to say, okay, this is this coach's team now. Well, no one doesn't think that this is all Brent vegan's team now. And for as great as they were last year and making a run to the national championship, we all know like that team com- coming together and was building under Jeff Cho for that whole run. And the fact that Vegan led them on that season and got them all the way to Frisco is, is phenomenal. I mean, it is as, as good as you could imagine being done yep. when you talk about taking over and being a first-year coach at a, at a new place. But then to lose the guys they lost and still come out and run the table in the FCS the way they have. I mean, their one loss to, uh, to Oregon State – and to blow out your rival, and and for that to be the first win. I mean, if there was any asterisk whatsoever, it was going to be, and obviously, I mean, it's only the second year. It's not like there's any kind of streak, but yeah, okay, but he hasn't beat the Grizzlies yet. So let's just see what happens. And we all saw what happened on Saturday. So Montana State, they're locked and loaded, man. And, I mean, they, they now are just a rolling program. You know what I mean? Like, they are set up, obviously, I mean, they're they're set up as a four seed, and they can go as far as their legs can take them this year. And there's no reason to think that there's any slowdown on that on the horizon for this team. Ryan Tutel joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. It is the Montana Football Hour here on your radio dial. It's presented in part by Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications, so wonderful in helping us 
with our various uh, business developments, as well as uh, as a host of our podcast uh, network. They also are the official digital sponsor of Grizz Athletics and the presenting sponsor of the Inside the Den podcast with Riley Corcoran, who usually joins us here on Mondays. But Riley will uh, swing by on Wednesday just to some scheduling conflicts. And also just wanted to have a little reuniting here uh, with my main guy, Ryan. Uh, it's such an interesting deal, too, Ryan, because I wrote this in my my game story on SkylineSportsMT.com, and my lead was on November 19th, 2022, one of the most pivotal and paramount moments in the history of Montana State University played out in front of millions of people, and that's exactly what happened. College game day came to Bozeman. They put a spotlight on one of the great rivalries in all of college football, but one that has also been uh, intimate to us and secret uh, for most people that don't have ties or a lens into the Big Sky Conference. I wondered all week how much that exposure and noise and pressure would affect Montana State. And I also wondered how much the noise and pressure of last year's rivalry game, which was the only blemish that Brett Vegan has on his resume. I mean, they went to to Frisco and got whipped by North Dakota State, sure. But their quarterback got hurt in that game. And, you know, it's NDSU. They've won nine out of the last ten national championships. And Frisco is basically Fargo South, right? So, uh, on on that note, uh, though, the one blemish, the one time Montana State looked unprepared, that they looked not tough enough, they looked out of sorts, was in Missoula last year. And I kept wondering, okay, so the guy who came before Brett Vegan was mercurial, impassioned, inconsistent, intense, but he also whipped the Grizzlies four years in a row. Okay, that gets you a lot of rope at Montana State. On the other hand, Brett Vegan came into this matchup on Saturday 21-2 and against FCS opponents and 14-1 against the Big Sky Conference. Again, the one blemish in Missoula last year. That was an omnipresent narrative. But for Montana State to embrace the moment, soak in all of the, the accolades and the exposure that came with College Game Day, completely nail the hospitality element of this, and then also give College Game Day so many great things in terms of the 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 version of Montana that was shown to millions of people across the country, all that slam dunk. But I also then wondered, how did they go stamp it on the football field? Well, they went and stamped it with absolute authority. They didn't punt, and they ran their rivals straight off the field. So I truly think this was a landmark moment, not only in the history of this football rivalry, but in the arms race between these two universities. And I really think that once and for all, for all at least in this moment in time, Montana State fully stamped that they are just, they're beating Montana at everything, at truly everything that you can possibly measure when it comes to state-funded institutions of higher learning. And I think that that's why it was such a huge moment for not only Bobcat football or Bobcat athletics, but Montana State University, the city of Bozeman, the Gallatin Valley, the Treasure State, and the Big Sky Conference as a whole. There's been this battle and this uh, omnipresent shifting but I thought it was stamped with authority uh, on Saturday in Bozeman. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a lot to what you say there, and I do think that this win sets up Brent Vegan to really just have an unbridled hand. I mean, not that he didn't, not that he was lacking any sort of authority or anything like that, but 
you know, you need that fan base to be all in. And I think they were all in in general, but I just think that this, you know, when you, when you win this game and when it's the first time you've ever won it, and I say ever, I mean, again, it's his second year for Cranella. Like, is he, he, he just got to the party here. So, but, but you do got to do it. And he did it. And now that any, any even small asterisks that might have been there or big asterisks that might have been there is vanquished. And it is all just, okay, let's go. The Brent Vegan's Bobcats, this is the era we're in, and let's see let's see how high and how far we can go with this football team. And and, uh, and it's exciting. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see how Montana State does, what their postseason looks like, and what the years to come look like under Coach Vegan as long as he's around. Montana Football Hour, presented in part by the advocates, when you are in an accident, you feel like you've lost control. With no upfront cost to talk to an advocate, there's no risk in making the first step to taking control of your life again. The advocates have helped others win, and they'll help you win too. Visit online at montanaadvocates.com. We're going to take a little early break here because we're going to come back. We've got three big things about the Bobcats, three big things about the Grizzlies, plus some sound bites from Brent Vegan, Bobby Houck, Robbie Houck, Tommy Malott. All that next, ride two tail, riding shotgun with me, Coulter Nuanas. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas now, ESPN Radio. College athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuanas here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years' experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. ESPN Radio. Our contributing co-host today told me a, a crazy story. If you know Ryan Tutel, who joins us on the Rangers Brothers RV phone line, you know he loves Rage Against the Machine. Our intro song for Tutel Nuanas for years was a Rage Against the Machine song. And we also had the ongoing saga of Ryan trying to go to a Rage Against the Machine concert uh, that got canceled and recanceled because you already know why. The, the, uh, the state of affairs in the world that was. Uh, but then he ended up getting to go to a show, and Zach DeLaRocca, the lead singer, tears his, his Achilles during the show. So, uh, crazy. Anyways, just a side note as we jump back in to the Montana Football Hour here on Nuanas Now. I'm Coulter Nuanas coming to you from the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years, and happy to say so. The Montana Football Hour presented in part by Blackfoot Communications, Visit blackfoot.com to find out how Blackfoot Communications can help you connect to more. We got three big things about the Bobcats, three big things about the Grizzlies, and a couple sound bites just about the uh, the decimation that was Montana State's run game uh, against a previously at least touted as stout Grizz run defense. But before we get to that, 
Uh, Ryan, I know that you said that you had uh, a couple uh, anecdotes to share. So uh, go ahead. The floor is yours. Yeah, well, you know, in the first segment we talked about, you know, looking at this, you know, there's two lenses to look at look at it through. One is through Montana State's and one is through Montana's. We basically covered the Cats in my view. But for the Grizzlies, the game is, of course, is just a disaster. I mean, in every possible way. Um, and But I, I also think it's bigger than that now, which is uh, surprising to me, quite frankly. But this is, this is where I'm at. First of all, I just want to talk about the game for a second, okay? The one, it's one thing to not be able to stop a team that's doing something. I mean, we've seen games like that before where a team could just run the ball basically at will, and no matter what another team does to try and stop it, it just doesn't happen. They're just that good. Well, that's what we saw, except for the fact that the other team, that being the Grizzlies, really didn't try and stop it. I mean, I'm not saying they weren't trying, but they didn't do anything schematically, personnel-wise, no coaching-wise, coordinator-wise, to make anything different in this football game. One example, two minutes into the second quarter, it's second and one. You know why it's second and one, Coulter? Because Montana State rushed for nine yards on first down. So now it's second and one. They have three down linemen on the line of scrimmage. One more as the play gets ready to snap, wanders up for a fourth who's not, doesn't even have his hand in the ground. They're playing a five-high shell with two safeties that are more than 10 yards off the line of scrimmage at the snap of the ball. Would you like to take a guess on what happened on that particular play? Not a 10-yard gain yep. for a first down. And, and I'm just sitting, and this is, they've already been rushed on for 200 yards at that moment. The Montana State Bobcats had thrown one pass on like an RPO that Mawat threw away. They've done nothing quite, I mean, literally except the one, one pass, but run the ball. And I'm sitting here looking at this going, what am I seeing? Like, what am I looking at? And additional to that, their two top tacklers in terms of numbers in this game, Nash Bausch and Robbie Houck. And those are two safeties. If a team is rushing 66 out of 76 plays in the game and your top two tacklers are your two safeties, you got destroyed. Straight up destroyed. Like, Robbie Houck a really good player. There's a lot of things well plays hard. We know all that. The last thing he is is a run stuffer. You telling me there's not another dude anywhere on the defense to come in and be another linebacker or another defensive lineman and stuff up there and try and get a push going forward? I mean, it's just, it's unfathomable to me. And clearly it wasn't just you can't just decide that now you're going to play a different defense in the middle of a game. You have to be prepared to be able to do that. And this, everybody's, everybody's on deck. I mean, everybody's healthy. Fouch, well now, Governor, Patrick O'Connell, how everybody's ready to go on this defense. And we thought this defense was the lights-out defense. And at times, they have been that. Ultimate, I mean, just absolutely a door-slamming defense. But they were so completely unprepared to be able to pivot to anything that resembled a way to stop what Montana State did to them. And that falls completely at the feet of Bobby Houck and the rest of the coaching staff, particularly the defensive coaching staff in this game. Well, on that note then, I have a few sound bites. And the first we'll start with is Tommy Mullot, who rushed for over 100 yards. He was certainly the catalyst to Montana State's 439 yards on the ground. 
he has continued uh, to just be exactly what they need him to be, which is not some crazy thrower of the football, but rather just a phenomenal field general, a great leader, and one of the most explosive guys with the ball in his hands in the Big Sky Conference. And as we'll hear from Bobby Houck here in just a minute, they knew that Montaste couldn't throw the ball. They knew all they could do was run it, yet they couldn't stop it. Here's Tommy Mallott breaking down exactly what they saw out of the Grizz defense and why they were able to have so much success. A lot of creativity for our offense. Um, you know, their defense, they do what they do. Um, it's very unorthodox. It's, it's uh, extremely unique to prepare for in a week. Um, they're just getting to know, you know, defenses. It's uh, it's a it's a, an extreme outlier as he was talking about with their with their twisting. You know, sometimes they're not gap sound, which um, you know doesn't really happen um, in Division in Division One FCS. But they they play with you know a ton of passion, um, and, and that's why it's you know been successful for them. Um, you know, just getting on the edge there is just specific to our offensive line. Um, you know, making making a push. You know, they blew them off the line every single play, and and uh, you know then our tight ends got involved in our wide receivers out there. Um, that I mean that was the that was a key for it. Talking a lot on the lack of gap soundness of the University of Montana defense. We're gonna roll right into this next soundbite from Bobby Houck and Robbie Houck because I just thought it was striking that. Montana knew what Montana State was going to do. And as Ryan was just describing, Ryan Tutel joining us here on the Montana Football Hour, they did nothing to adjust. And it goes back to what has been a fundamental weakness of this Grizz football team uh, for quite some time. And that is that they believe that their plan is sound. Their plan usually is sound, but they have an impossible time pivoting if the plan doesn't work. And so then to, to just play a, a 3-3-5 stack with five DBs on the field for the duration of the time, but then to also say that the key factor in which you couldn't stop Montana State was the plus-run run game, and then you don't put anybody else on the field? I don't know. We'll break that down in just a minute, but here's Bobby Halk and Robbie Halk on why they couldn't stop the Bobcat run game. They whipped us and whipped us good. Um, felt like the inverse of last year's game a little bit, and uh, not as enjoyable on this side of it, certainly. So they did a good job. Um you know, I didn't. We didn't. We didn't coach well enough. We didn't play well enough to to get it done today, and and they did. So good on them. Um, in terms of the game, you know, for us defensively, it's the same, not the same, similar game plan to what they did against uh, against Weber State. Uh, the plus one run game with the with the quarterback. Uh, they get an extra guy to the point of attack. You know, we just we didn't stop it. Uh, didn't have enough to go to and didn't play well enough. You know, it just goes back to that. Um, offensively, we were effective at times, but not effective enough. Uh, you know, you can't snap it over the punter's head. You can't turn the ball over with first and goal on the one and expect to, to be in a game like this. So that's where that's the, the breakdown I've got right now in, in terms of uh, – right after the game and um you know i i uh i like our team uh they're great guys to coach fired up about them but uh best team won today Bobby, what was the biggest challenge in stopping my state's run game today uh the the plus one quarterback run stuff i mean they, they get one more and um you know it 
they can't throw it very well, and they know that, and we know that, and we still couldn't stop them. So, you know, good by them. I mean, they, good by them. Robbie, similar question. What did you see out there? I mean, what, what, did Montana State do anything you didn't expect? No, it's pretty much who they are. Um, like Coach said, we know that. They know that. Um, in terms of the defense, it's uh, – all about having discipline, good eyes, and getting off blocks and <clears throat> making tackles, and that's something that we did not do, um, myself included. Uh, and that's, I mean, it's it's on us as players to execute our game plan, and I don't think we did. It's just mystifying to, to hear Bobby Houck say, we know that, they know that, and we couldn't stop it. But then Robbie Houck adding nuance to it by saying, it is about getting off blocks and making tackles. Montana has been able to get off blocks, run to the football, and tackle as well as any team in the country since Bobby Houck returned. That disappeared on Saturday in Bozeman. Uh, striking. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Ryan Tutel joining us here uh, on the Rangish Brothers RV phone line, the Montana Football Hour, presented in part by Stockman Bank. When you bank with Stockman Bank, you receive personalized customer service, and your phone call is answered by a live person. Their highly skilled and personable bank staff is dedicated to making it easy to transfer your accounts and meeting your overall financial needs, blending traditional Western values with modern conveniences and state-of-the-art technology. Stockman Bank provides time-tested products and services from people who truly care about you and your financial success. Ryan, your impression of what you just heard, I know you were there in the post-game press conference, but what did you think uh, after listening to it back again? Yeah, I thought the most striking thing to me is is when Coach Huck very very honestly said we didn't have enough to go to, and he was talking about that from a scheme standpoint that they that they had not prepared enough um, options for what they ended up see options defensively for what they ended up seeing offensively. You know, it's interesting uh, when when. Montana State scored their fourth touchdown. I think it was Sean Chambers who scored like a one-yard run uh, on, on a fourth down play. When it was like first and goal, the Grizzlies went to their goal line defense and they held Montana State three consecutive run plays, stopping them short of the goal line, and that touchdown was questionable. I mean, that was, I mean, at the line at best to get that thing in. Okay, that's your goal line defense. I get it. You don't roll that out there at the 50, but but actually maybe you should. Like you have this in the deck somewhere. Like you you got to go cover 0 and put all your chips to the middle and say do what you got to do. We have to stop this team running the football right here right now some way. If they beat us over the top, or if, if they beat us up front and now it's just a house call because they broke through the first and only line of defense and go 60 yards to Pater, so be it. What's the difference if you give up a, a, a touchdown in one huge play or in four moderately big plays? Because that's all that was going. That's all that was happening anyway. And at some point, I just think you go. You know what? Goal line. Forget it. Let's go. Everybody up. And and. That's not any way to coach an entire game. I understand that. Like the third time you roll out goal line in the middle of the field, you're going to be had. So I, I understand that. But I guess it's just, it is, it's shocking, like that there wasn't more, particularly when he said they know they can't throw it. We know they can't throw right. it. Well, then where was all of the variations of, of run-stopping defenses that need to be played? And I, they weren't there. They just... Flatly, we're not there. 
Nuwana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Coulter Nuwana's Ryan Tutel coming to you here on your Monday. It's the Montana Football Hour, presented in part by Blackfoot Communications. Let Blackfoot Communications help you connect to more. All right, let's go three big things about the Bobcats, three big things about the Grizzlies. We've already touched on a lot of these, so we don't need to necessarily hash it out. Uh, my first big thing for the Bobcats was this was an enormous moment for Bobcat Athletics. I, I led with that, and I think that that's exactly true. I think that they put to bed the notion once and for all, at least in this iteration, this modern era of the rivalry, that they are any longer little brother in any way. And uh, I think, in, in fact, they have a lot of momentum in completely shifting that. Uh, we'll get to that down the road maybe. Uh, but it was a huge moment for Bobcat Athletics. One of the, My first big thing about the Grizzlies was their lack of flex, flexibility, as we just analyzed, crushed uh, the, the Grizz. They, it really did. Their lack of ability to adjust – uh, crushed the Grizz. My number two big thing about the Bobcats, though, which I want to talk about this with you, Gus, is it's amazing how much something can change in a year, both uh, in positive momentum and detrimental momentum. And I thought Montana State was was unprepared and timid coming into Montana last year. I thought Taylor Housewright, the offensive coordinator for the Cats, got exposed. And I thought that the, the, the fact that he did get exposed and the fact that Brent Vegan put him up in the spotlight and made him answer questions about how he got exposed in that game last year was a pivotal moment for him and for their program because now look at Montana State. You know, you lose a receiver to the NFL. You lose an All-American running back in Isaiah Fonse to the injury. You lose a couple offensive linemen to the league, and you are just way better on offense than you were a year ago. So creative, all that sort of stuff. And uh, and then on the other side, I you know, it's, it's, such, a, it's such a diametrically opposed thing, right? Montana has not really evolved at all since a year ago, whereas Montana State has evolved so much. And it, it's just sort of uh, dichotomous the way that the, the the trajectory of the two have gone, and I think so much of it has to do with self-scouting, self-awareness, being able to look in the mirror and acknowledge your weaknesses and try to get better. I I just couldn't agree with you more on on all of that. And the thing for me, man, about Montana is, you know, this cements – I think Brent Vegan in a lot of ways for, for Montana State and who he is and what he is as a head coach. And I I very honestly think that this does the opposite thing for Bobby Houck. I think it uncements Bobby Houck as the head coach at the University of Montana. And I think it is time for the assumption that Bobby Houck is the answer for the Grizzlies to just be done away with. Now, let me be very clear. I'm not saying that he shouldn't be the head coach of Montana or – even that I don't think he's the answer. He very well may be. And look, the last three years has been very clear progress in the right direction, leading to a very good season, an outstanding run last year overall. Okay. But Bobby Houck has enjoyed running on the success of his first seven years, which he earned, man. Like he, he, he was, the most dom- the head coach of the most dominant football team for better part of a decade at the University of Montana. And when he came back and started the trajectory of this football team going back the way that Montana fans wanted it to go, he deserved to have all the runway in the world. But this isn't about just the game on Saturday, man. This is a team that went 4-4 four and four in the Big Sky Conference. The only teams they beat in the Big Sky, Colt, are you ready for this, are a collective 7-25 and 25. Yeah. That's the only wins that the Grizzlies have this year against Big Sky teams. They're 10-34 and 34 overall, those opponents 
that Montana beat. They lost to every good team they played and then got blown out at Montana State. And clearly the blowout, it wasn't personnel, it wasn't attrition, it wasn't a bunch of injured guys. It was coaching, man, like pure and simple. And so not just, again, this one game, it doesn't carry that sort of weight in my view, but when you look at the season as a whole and what you see is just the repeated inconsistency for the Grizzlies. It's great to beat East of Washington with 63 points on the board, score 70 on Cal Poly or whatever. But then you lose three straight in the middle of the season, lose to Montana State, and, I mean, our fortunate would be the, 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 the easiest word I would use to say that they're in the postseason. You know, and, and this, to me, calls into question, okay, what is the state of the program? What is it? And does the university, does Seth Bodner, Kent Haslam, Bobby Houck himself, have enough uh, ability at self-reflection, at self-scouting, at trying to create a standard to try and turn this in the right direction going forward? They're, they're very fortunate to have a great opportunity to start answering that question in a positive way in a week's time because they're in the playoffs. So they can, they can, they still have it out in front of them <laughs> after all of this. But I think very clearly what we're watching in this team as a program in general is not in the place that quote unquote, it was supposed to be. It is not in the place that people expected it to be. And it's not just because of losing in Bozeman on Saturday. It is, it is a longer and bigger deal than that. Right, you tell joining us here on Nuanas Now, the Montana Football Hour. My uh, second big thing about the Grizzlies is exactly what you just articulated, and that is that it, it, Montana is nowhere where they expected to be at this exact point in the season. And for them to turn this into a positive, they do have to self-reflect. But we see that in sports all the time. Sometimes your greatest loss is your greatest launch point if uh, you can be rational about it and, and move forward. My third big thing about the Grizz is they, they get into the playoffs, they needed a big time, now they have a chance to sort of absolve themselves for what was an embarrassment on Saturday. We're going to get to that here to, uh, in the third part of the Montana Football Hour. We'll talk about the playoff draws for each of the uh, Montana schools as well as the rest of the Big Sky Conference. But we'll end by three big things with my third big thing about the Cats, and that is that the head coach, Brent Vegan, who very many people around the state uh, that where blue and gold were uh, apprehensive about because he was not the guy who came before him. He was not Jeff Choate. He was not, you know, the self-anointed Grizz Slayer, the the fast-talking, charismatic, ultra-smart, ultra-inspiring, you know, cowboy who led Montana State to a couple of its pivotal moments in the modern history of their program. And Vegan came in and inherited a hell of a team. And the number one thing he did well in inheriting that team, was he stayed out of the way. He let the players run it. He let Troy Anderson and Daniel Hardy and Chase Benson run the locker room. They they kept it simple. They rode their horses all the way to the national championship game. They were able to bounce back after uh, a devastating rivalry loss, make a huge decision that could have been massively scrutinized when you bench a quarterback that led you to a 9-2 and record and you go with a freshman from Butte, Montana. But then all of a sudden, Tommy Mallott turns into Superman and he leads you to the FCS championship game. I mean, the the fortitude that took was was impressive. But then coming into this year, so many questions about Bobcat football. How do they replace one of the great senior classes in school history? What are they going to look like with a rebuilding offensive line? 
Can Tommy Mallott handle the spotlight and the pressure that they put on him? And on and on and on and on. They erased and squelched every single question that could possibly be asked about them, at least to this point in the year. And now they're the Big Sky champions for the first time since 2012. We'll end this portion of the Montana Football Hour, presented in part by the Advocates, reminding you that you deserve an advocate. Call 406-640-4444, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, for your free consultation if you've been in an accident. Let's hear from Brett Vegan, Montana State's head football coach, about the magnitude of the moment and why his team was able to run the ball so effectively against the Grizzlies. Their rushing, defensive rushing numbers are really good. But where they really get you is when they get you in passing situations. Um, and I felt we wanted to stay ahead of the chains the most we could, or the best we could. And I, I, you know, I think we felt like we could get on the edges, and we, we did that. Um, and then we could do, throw some play action in, in there, and we did a little bit of that. We probably didn't have to do as much as we maybe thought we might. But, you know, I think we're running the football at a higher rate with a lot of different a lot of different guys um, and I think you know we're pretty difficult to defend right now and that's it's a good place to be back here kids had almost 200 yards kids had almost 200 yards rushing before he threw a pass or maybe one pass but I think 23 of your first 24 plays were, were runs did you expect to have that sort of success but also it seemed like they didn't really do anything to adjust it seemed like you guys just kept doing what you were doing for the duration of the game yeah I, what, I don't know I mean whether their plan matched up to our plan. I don't even know any of that. I just know we we felt like we could get to some things. Um, we got some electric guys running the football for us. Um, a good variety of of runs. Um, an offensive line that uh, you know continues to execute at a high rate. Um, so really, yeah, really through that stretch, it wasn't like there wasn't necessarily even a passing down in there. Um, so kept the foot in the gas with the run game, and um, yeah, we. Certainly like the results. I, you know, there was there was passing uh, opportunities that you know, we maybe thought would pop up a little bit more, but we run the ball so well, it just didn't play out that way. Anything about uh, Tommy's performance that you haven't mentioned that that really stood out to you? Well, you know, I, I just I think he's he continues to play with. Um, all the things that make him what he is. He's he's an unbelievable competitor. Um, he's extremely intelligent, and he's incredibly talented. Uh, you know, and I think uh, I think he 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 has things that he continues to understand. He needs to get better at, and he keeps he keeps working at those things. Um, but he's a he is a playmaking um, quarterback in a different way than I think a lot of people see quarterbacks, and that's okay okay by us. You know. Um, he is a competitor beyond a competitor, and then he's smart as a whip too. So it's a you know he's still a sophomore, so that's all good stuff. Red Vegan, some kind and accurate words about Talion Lott. It's the Montana Football Hour, presented in part by Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank has 36 locations throughout the state of Montana. They are only in Montana, and they plan on keeping it that way. Let Stockman Bank show you. Montana's brand of banking today. Ryan Tutel, joining me, Coulter Nuanas. We'll talk FCS playoffs and put a bow on this rivalry game conversation right after this. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. 
Bobcat fans. Support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. University of Montana into the FCS playoffs. They'll play in the first round. They will host SEMO. That's southeastern, southeast, excuse me, Missouri State. I always get southeastern Louisiana and southeast Missouri uh, mixed up. But southeast Missouri coming to town. Southeastern Louisiana, by the way, the Lions, who host or who came to Missoula in 2019, they'll host the Idaho Vandals. But if you need a place to watch the 8 p.m. kickoff ESPN2 game, head on down to the Silver Slipper. Silver Slipper has drink specials every day and night, 20 kino machines, a liquor store, and pizza. There's nowhere else you should be watching your favorite team. At the Slipper, it's all about great food, tasty drinks, and the urge to have a good time. Stop by today and see why the Silver Slipper is one of Montana's best-kept secrets. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. The Montana Football Hour presented by the Advocates, Blackfoot Communications, and Stockman Bank rolls on. Ryan Tutel, contributor here at ESPN MT, joining us on the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. And uh, guess we only have a couple minutes left, but first of all, your impressions of the playoff bracket. The Cats get the four seed. They're one of five Big Sky Conference teams in. Sac State's the two. Montana State's the four. Idaho going on the road. Montana playing at home in the first round, and then Weber State, they get a home game in the first round against North Dakota, and the winner of that game comes to Bozeman to play the Bobcats after their first round bye. Uh, just your impressions on the draws for both Montana and Montana State. Yeah, well, my impression is the fact that Montana got a draw at all is a, is the tip of the cap to their history and obviously to the fan base and facilities uh, because I, I don't know – that there isn't a better team that's not in uh, that that maybe deserves to be more than them. That said, we know when they play at their best, they are uh, uh, obviously like a playoff-level, playoff-worthy team. But you got to do it throughout the course of the season. The next time they beat a good team will be the first time this season. Timo comes in, they're 9-2. I don't know the First thing about SEMO whatsoever. Haven't watched them once, don't know their name of their quarterback, their coach, nothing. Okay? But I do know that they're 9-2. I do know they're in the playoffs. And, uh, look, man, you're not going to sit here and, like, think that, it, you know, uh, uh, it's going to be, you know, easy or anything like that. But I just, I don't know why I should have any faith in the Montana Grizzlies going up against a good team in the postseason right now. I really don't. Um, for Montana State, uh, getting the four seed, I think, is fine. Like, a four seed is, is like, you know, I think probably fair, all things considered. But uh, you are not going to find one Bobcat right now who thinks that it's an accident that Weber State and North Dakota are on the other side of that thing from them. You know, and, and I think that is an incredibly tough draw. I think Weber State had a look at possibly getting a seed. And the fact that they, you know, from the regional standpoint or whatever, you know, if they're able to take care of business against North Dakota, I mean, they're, let's be honest, Montana State, Montana State was given a gift in the form of four safeties 
in their game against Weber State and and was you know somehow some way able to pull it out. My my guess is Jay Hill gets that cleaned up if they end up being the team that does return to Bozeman. So you know it's not an ideal draw certainly for Montana State. However, uh, it's the playoffs. All the teams are good. Everybody's going to be good. You got to beat everybody at some point. So you know whether it's week one at home or week three at home or. In Frisco, if you're fortunate enough to get there, then, you know, that is that is what it is. So I think, you know, that's uh, uh, broadly speaking, that's kind of where I, how I see it. Anything else to add before we get you out of here? Any other points that you want to make? Ryan Tutel joining us here on the Montana Football Hour here on Nuanas Now. No, man, like, here's the, here's the thing. The, the postseason, you know, the second season, as they say, is it, it – what, what kind of thing would it be if Montana – somehow figures it out and goes on a run in the postseason and Montana state is one and done because they got a tough draw and, and drop one at home in, in their first game of this postseason. And what will that do to where we're at right now? I don't foresee that happening, but you can't complete the book until the final chapters have been written. You know what I mean? And so as much as where we're at right now, I think is real and legitimate. There's still, there's still, the most meaningful football to be played out there. So that's the first thing. The second thing is it was just great to have game day in Bozeman, man. It was just awesome to have that spotlight on the state. I thought they did overall a really nice job. I mean, they always do a professional job, but in terms of being in a place that we care about, it's important to us. You know, I, I thought it was on display fairly well. And then the last thing is I just love the music you guys play on this show. It's like a home-cooked meal every time <laughs> I come in here, and I'm so grateful that people know who I am and deliver that for me. So God bless you for that. Ryan Tutel here on the Montana Football Hour. Thanks for joining us, man. The pleasure, buddy. Always good. Great. Best weekend of the year, every weekend, every year, no matter what happens. Love it. Montana Football Hour presented by Stockman Bank of Montana. Three, six locations around the state of Montana. They're only in Montana. They plan on keeping it that way. Let them show you Montana's brand of banking today. Also presented by the Advocates, free consultations, and they will help you defer medical bills. All you have to do is chat online today at MontanaAdvocates.com. It's also presented by Blackfoot Communications, one of our presenting sponsors for all of our podcasting network here, Missoula Broadcasting, as well as the digital sponsor of Grizz Athletics. Let Blackfoot Communications help you connect to more. A little bit of rivalry talk, a whole lot of NFL talk. Next, Monday afternoon, quarterback with Coach Marty, Marty Morningweg, in studio with us here on ESPN Radio. We'll do that next. Keep it right here, 1029 ESPN Missoula. I am here with Catherine DeLands of the Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, the Advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those driver's actions. You deserve an advocate. The advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com.